Welcome to Beyond the Label podcast by the Blue Journal, where we are not defined by labels or society. Prepare to be inspired by guests who went on a non-traditional path, career choices, living abroad, relationships, self-exploration, and more. This is a safe space to be yourself unapologetically, with no limits to what we can achieve. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Label podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. I hope that you are getting enough rest, staying hydrated, and taking care of yourself. If you haven't so, this is your reminder, okay? So before we begin the episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Check out our Instagram at the Blue Journal Blue without an E for more daily self love and motivational content. We are also now on Buy Me a Coffee, which is a platform to support content creators to continue creating meaningful content. Doing a podcast is not for profit, and there are a lot of monthly cost, time, and efforts invested in it. So you can now donate to the podcast for the price of a regular sized coffee, or just leave a tip of any amount to support Beyond the Label. The link can be found on the show notes along with other social media links. So today's guest. He is a ship captain and content creator, known for filming these awesome time lapse and videos on his time sailing across the globe. He'll talk about his encounters with real life pirates and maybe UFOs. So let's dive into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Label podcast. I am your host Leanne, and today we have here a very special guest, Jeff. Sang from、Hi. Hong Kong. <laughs> so he is actually a maritime influencer and ship captain for eight years. I personally, I've never heard of anyone else who does this profession. And he shares really cool videos of his maritime journey on his social media, and we'll get to know all about that. So hi, Jeff. <laughs> hi. Thank you for having me. I'm flattered. <laughs> So to kickstart this interview, the first question I think everyone has in their mind is that what exactly is it you do as a ship captain, and just maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into this industry. So for the past eight years, I sailed on、uh, big ships, so up to four hundred meter ones,、uh, and we take the role of a navigator. We pretty much do what would、uh, a Airline pilot would do. We will just、uh, sit in the controlling room,、uh, the bridge we call it, and we will monitor the equipment while the autopilot is running. So well, our role is a navigator. So when you're on a a ship、um, for a very long time, what do you guys eat?、Uh, so we have a cook on board the ship, and they they live with us. For an extended period of time, so for example, my contract was six to ten months on a ship, living on a ship at a time, and the cook will do the same. He'll do、oh. uh, six to ten months, and、uh, yeah, he will just prep all the meals,、um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner、uh, for us, and we'll eat、um, anything. Well, it really depends on the cook. If he's、uh, Chinese, then we'll predominantly、uh, Chinese food. If he's Filipino, then it'll be more Western style. Yeah. Do you guys eat fish that you just pick up on your way, or do you like store enough food for like like ten months on the ship before you board? Uh, we we actually can't really catch fish while we're on board because the ship goes too fast. 
But um, what we'll do is usually when we arrive at a port, we will uh, load up on provisions into our cold room, and that will usually range from seven days to up to a month. So uh, you know, maximum a month will replenish our stores and and get f- fresh food. Well, fresh. Frozen food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. I mean, at least it's different cuisines. Like you have Chinese food, you have different types of things. I'm personally, I was just expecting like fish fingers or like, like space astronaut type of frozen food, like canned things. The space astronaut food will be for uh, emergency provisions, mm-hmm. like the packet ones, but. Uh, the food that we eat on cargo ship will be similar to the food we eat in uh, cruise uh, on cruise ships. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, most food you eat on cruise ships are actually frozen, like they're they're not a hundred percent fresh. Yes. Half of them are fresh, like fruits and stuff will be of course fresh, but uh, they'll package it and then frozen in a big uh, cold room, mm-hmm. and then similarly they'll take it out to to cook it. So you and your your crew members, you all live on the ship for like ten months and. So I'm guessing it's kind of like a big family, right? Like, how many people are there usually, and what's the vibe like on the ship? I I worked on two types of ships before. I worked on a uh, container ship. I worked on multiple container ships, and I've also worked on a hospital ship, which is kind of like a passenger ship, uh, but for uh, doctors and nurses providing uh, medical aid to Papua New Guinea and. The passenger ship, the hospital ship, had about 120 people. So that one was really like a family, and everyone was around the same age. Mm-hmm. As for the cargo ship, the most people I've had was about 27, 28, okay. and they're mostly uh, actually all of them are guys for for that one. So yeah, uh, females they don't really work on cargo ship because. Uh, it's just the the industry as a whole how how it evolved, but yeah, for that one, it, it's more uh, less of family, but more like just friends environment. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, with sailors, we're more rough around the edges. So, uh, you know, an all guys situation. It's, it's more. Um, yeah, I'll just say a friends <laughs> environment. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really fun because um, when I grew up, I watched this show on Disney Channel called Sweet Life on Deck. Okay. I don't know if you watch it. Maybe not. No. Um, but it's basically just like some kids. Um, they were studying. They were students on a cruise ship. Mm. Yeah, and it looked really fun. So I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining everything to be very fun, like like a big vacation. On uh, on the passenger on the hospital ship, it was really fun. Yeah, we had like board games on board, and we have. Uh, Games night, yeah. Uh, yeah, games night. So not even just board games, uh, games night, and then a lot of activities. And we even have little kids, like their their whole family came on board. Mm-hmm. So like anyone from like three years old to ten years old. So there's there's like a kids group on there. There's like a parents group, and yeah, that 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 hospital shit was really fun. As for um, cargo ship, it'll be more just a, a working environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, strictly. Since you're on a ship, you know, for so long, what's the craziest thing that you've ever seen or experienced throughout these months? The craziest would be uh, going through uh, the Red Sea, Gulf of Aden, around that area, which is near Somalia. So that's where the uh, a lot of pirates are, are infested. And, and we, we do encounter pirates a lot, 
but because we have security guards on board and uh most of the time they will have a uh it's sort of like a a mutual agreement that when the pirates see the security guard on board they'll move on to the next ship and to try and check the next ship so so it's almost like uh whether if you pay the toll it's kind of like bouncers checking yes. for id card at a club kind of thing it's if you if you have a security guard they'll just let you let you go for 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 you know that was let you go easy uh so that that was kind of uh, tense and interesting um i've also had a few a lot of ufo counters of aliens i don't know <laughs> where to... <laughs> um so what happened is we we go through pacific ocean and atlantic ocean a lot and it it's like three thousand kilometers away from the nearest civilization and uh planes they don't circle around pacific at all because they they'll go uh higher through the equator because it's short distance since the globe is a, a sphere yeah and so there's not much uh lights on on the sky uh, during nighttime uh most lights we'll see is either satellites or stars so when we see a moving light we'll we'll think it's a it's a plane maybe it's a plane that's you know very um steered kind of far away or going across the the equator going to a, a a remote country or something but the reason why we suspect is a ufo uh is because how it flies through a night sky the the usually planes they they fly in a linear fashion in a straight line but for these strange lights they they kind of go squiggly all over the place and they accelerate at the end they'll accelerate really fast and up and then disappear so that oh was it. Gosh. Yeah. And at night, by law, we must have two people, uh, on, on watch. So, you know, every time we see that, I'll ask the other guy, it's like, Hey, did you, did you see that light? He's like, yeah, that was weird. And then, yeah. So, so I think it's UFO do exist, but you know, it's just interesting thought. <laughs> wow. I have so many questions. Pirates first. Are they like pirates of the Caribbean? Do they go around in like a cruise type of ship? And do they have like cannons on the side of their ship to like ready to blast you guys? And do they wear like pirate caps and parrots on deck? Like, it, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> so uh, the modern days pirates, they, they um, actually they'll be more like just a regular guy in t-shirt and, and, and shorts uh they they wear slippers on the speedboats and they do have cannons but it's more in a form of rpg okay. like a rocket launcher yeah and they have machine guns and stuff like that oh um less romantic size like pirates of the caribbean but more uh yeah more dangerous and modernized yeah, yeah. Okay, that is good to know. <laughs> and and for the alien thing, have you guys ever tried to like wave or like make contact with them, or or when they appear, is there something? Is there like weird things around? So, for example, if you at the nighttime, if you see a plane and you watch it go by, they're just so far away that you can't really interact with them. So, there's not there's nothing uh, interesting or weird happening except for the light. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and even though we're either amazed or at all or, or, or scared or surprised, we can't really do much other than just observing it. Yeah. Uh, just interesting to, to look at. Very interesting. So what is the most difficult thing for you being on deck for so long, like not seeing your friends, not going to your favorite restaurants, not, being on a land and not feeling like the security of being on 
a ground, a physical ground. So, um, being on a ship for such a, a such a prolonged period of time, it has a dopamine detox kind of effect. What I mean is that once you're away from your family for such a long time, you start to value more、uh, the the quality time that you spend with family. Like before, I started the ship shipping job, I would play video games and and not really talk to my family or, or, or grandma a lot. Like my my fa- my My mom will ask, will call me down. I come for dinner, and I'm like, oh yeah, just a second. Let me finish my game. But after sailing、uh, out to sea for such a long time, you, you, I start to value more on、uh, time with my family. And nowadays, I'll、uh, spend a lot of time just sit down and, and talk to my grandma for an hour or, or something. But back when I was a you know kid、uh, before this job, I would just think it's、uh, kind of like、uh, there's better use of my time. Yeah. On other stuff, and at the same time,、um, when you ask like, do I miss the food or anything like that? It also is、uh, once you're away from shore, everything from junk food to McDonald's to、um, you know just、uh, what's it called、uh, wontamin and、mm. stuff like that. It, it it you start to value it a lot more.、Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a dopamine detox on a. On all levels, because you 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 start you're deprived of、um, those、uh, connections, those relationships, those、um, commodities that that you start to value them a lot more. When you first started, like eight years ago, did you go through a time where you were adapting to this new lifestyle? Did you go through any like mental adjustments and mindset changes? And if you did, how did you adapt and cope with? I think it has to do a lot with、um, individuals' personality. Like I, I'm more of an introvert person, where I can be alone and、uh, do things on my own. So I don't really have a, a need of an extrovert, where I need to go out with friends all the time and stuff like that. So、uh, I think for me, I, I, I adjusted quite well to the to this kind of working environment、um, quickly. But I remember the first、uh, ship that I went on. It took me about three days to really get comfortable. Like I'll, I'll kind of lose sleep over the night just thinking about、uh, the isolation, the sailing life that's ahead of me.、Um, and you know, there there'll be nights where I、uh, I would like、uh, cry to sleep, kind of thing, just just from the、um, little bit of homesick and and just missing family kind of thing.、Um, but. I think it's a it was a good growing up experience for me just to be、uh, more independent and being able to、uh, be alone and I think that's a lot of people a lot of people will struggle with that it's is、um, being able to disconnect from 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 the distractions of life finding a hobby or something that you, you keeps yourself occupied where you feel like.、Um, You're progressing. You're progressing in life.、Yeah. It helps a lot. So、uh, at the start, I I would watch movies, watch drama, and play video games、um, while work. And to me, I felt at some point I felt kind of、uh, unhappy about my life because to me, when I'm already sailing out to sea. It feels like I'm already wasting away the best time of my life, twenty to thirty years old kind of thing. But doing these leisure things like gaming and stuff,、um, 
it make me feel like it makes me feel like I'm wasting my my life even more. But now that I think back about uh, about it, you know, gaming, watching movies, watching Netflix, and it, it's what most people do after work. Yeah. yeah. Then then I realized I needed something more to to improve myself. To it's it's kind of like you know in a game you you train yourself and you level up. Yes. But then you know I find then I start. Thinking, oh, maybe I should find ways to train myself and level up myself in real life, and and I think that ha- uh, put my uh, my mentality, my my mindset in a better place once I started thinking like that, and uh, it helped me, you know, through uh, those isolated life on, on on board. Yeah, but it's not that isolated. You know, you still get like twenty something people yeah, to to live, true. yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to to social and interact with. I mean, I absolutely agree because I think a lot of people ha- have the same feelings, even just working from a nine to five office job, that you know they're just stuck in the office all day and at home, just like sleeping or, or partying and not really doing anything to, um, yeah, to to grow. I, th- I think it's really good that I mean, you obviously found a hobby and you made all these videos, and I think you sharing that aspect of life it's is really. Like unusual, yeah, in a right. good way. Because essentially, like our the theme、um, of the podcast is really you know breaking stereotypes and doing something unconventional, which is I mean I I love it. It's just amazing. I think、um, I, I mentioned about it's almost like a big dopamine detox for me, and, and I, this is I think part of it because when you、uh, when you Watch a movie when you watch Netflix when you scroll on、uh, social media, which which we kind of lacked on the ship because back then the the satellite internet was really slow and you have to pay a lot of money just、Aww. to scroll through IG and it consume a lot of data, so that put a restriction on how much、uh, social media you can consume. Whereas if you're living on land, there's no restriction, so you keep scrolling, you keep scrolling, and you keep getting that dopamine hit, and then they'll like the explore page will suggest you even more content, you、yeah. get even more dopamine hit. And I think your brain just hot just rewired to liking that、um, instant hit and and the endless amount of dopamine hit that you start to well after a while you kind of like night after you, all these fun activities all these、um, you know time put into social media you kind of regret what、yes. what you what you've done and I, I feel that too、uh, before I start this job but once I I start living on board and、um, having that. Detox away from social media and 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 embark on like self improvement, self learning、uh, journey. The the slower dopamine release from self learning and, and and improving and learning, picking up new skills. So that's where I、yeah. pick up my hobby of of、um, editing videos and stuff.、Um, that gave me much more fulfillment and and, and happiness in my life. And、yeah. and I I think it's.、Uh, Um, your audience to try, yeah. yeah. Do you ever wish that you took up a more conventional job? Um. Well, interestingly, I actually did two years of、uh, business admin in in uni before I switched over to maritime. And I've always wondered what my life would be if I didn't take up this job.、Yeah. But、uh, during the job, the being away from family, friends, and also all the fun activities on on, on land,、yeah. I've always wished I,、uh, you know, did a more conventional job. But now I think back at it, at it, I feel like it, it was a very important part of 
becoming who I am today. And that um, because of this job, I've become more of a more focused person and uh, uh, more uh, goal-driven and also a more self-aware. If there's anyone in the audience who's actually wondering how to be a ship captain, do they have to learn specific things or is there like, can you be an intern on a ship or do you need to, you know, take certain like, like not tying classes? <laughs> so being a, a navigator or a captain on a ship, there is, for example, in Hong Kong, there is a, uh, uh, is polytechnic. Oh. Yeah. And also a the acronym is MSTI, but it's like a maritime school in, yeah. in Hong Kong. So there's two pathways to get into it. And, and it takes about three to four years. So it's actually a full fledged program. Yeah, and you get a degree from it. Uh, you you learn it's you learn anything from operating a radar to like uh, trigonometry to how to observe the stars and calculate your position based on the stars yeah. in the night sky. So uh, it's much more condensed than uh, than just uh, you know learning how to tie a knot. Yeah. yeah, that you also have to learn to okay. tie a knot. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite place that you've been to? on the ship or even just like what part of the the ocean you know the favorite part would be new york and hong kong just the harbor itself because um there's nothing that will beat hong kong's uh night city uh like like city cityscape the silhouette of uh yeah yeah, the the night lights of, of hong kong um not even new york uh i've been to shanghai and shanghai yeah, you can't match because <laughs> it's Hong Kong is just so dense. It, yeah. It's so pretty at night. Um, but going through Pacific Ocean, where you're uh, thousands of kilometers away from uh, any light pollution, you, you get to see very clear of the stars. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's my second second favorite location or, or place that I'll, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Just free of light pollution yeah. and looking up to the stars <laughs> you can see it from my time lapse yes yeah. yes you can see it from his time lapse video yeah. <laughs> so we're actually down to our last question of the interview okay. before we uh before we go do you have anything extra you want to share or anything specific you want to talk about so i'll urge uh your audience to try dopamine detox because well consuming social media is, is good but you you have to find ways to trick your mind into doing things that you normally wouldn't. So, you know, people will be like, oh, I need to lose weight. Uh, if you think about going an hour to a gym, it'll be really daunting for you. But if you can trick your mind and just say, oh, maybe I'll go for five minutes yeah. and 10 minutes. Uh, give yourself a baby step easier. For for me, I tend to put the the instant... Uh, dopamine hits activities towards the end of the day because if you at the morning if you wake up and you start scrolling your instagram feed then your brain is already wired to needing more dopamine yeah for the final question um, i asked this to all of my guests is can you share with us one thing that you love about yourself hmm. that's a really good question thanks i know <laughs> yeah i think i love the aspect of being critical of myself mm-hmm. critique um i think it's a important trait to have to to constantly try to improve oneself yeah i love that i love that because i think this is absolutely something to love and 
I know some people might think this trait like in a negative light, like oh, like like I I should like do this better and like, but I think it, this is so essential to growth that you really need to you know reflect and look at okay, this is what I did in a very objective way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and in order for you to learn, yeah. but it's also important to not take it to extreme. Some people they're too critical of, of themselves, yeah. and it becomes like uh, they they handicap themselves. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And just just to add, add on one more question to this, do you have any tools or anything that you use to like? Oh, uh, at the end of each week, I need to like write down like what I did, or or is it just like you're just in your head like? Oh, okay. Today, this, this, and that. I'll do better next time. No, but I think I, I get a lot of help from my friends. So my best friends are the p- people who will critique me and, and, and tell me. So, for example, when I post uh, any video on online, I will always show to my friends, and I think uh, my friends will will uh, they critique it mercilessly. Yes. They'll, they'll they'll tell me honest. Um, opinion but they're generally they're less uh they're more how to say it they're uh, i'm really critical of myself and their their critique of me is always more encouraging so it's less less is uh less harsh harsh of me yeah yeah so i think getting uh having friends who critique you and and give you uh honest opinion is very important very helpful I love that. I love that. Like friends who give honest opinions, but still, like you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. 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 So thank you for sharing with us today. Thank How can the audiences find you on your social media? <laughs> um, on YouTube, you can find me on Jeff HK J E F F H K, and on Instagram, you can find me on Jeffrey dot H K J E F F R E Y dot H K. Thank you so much. So. Let us all wish Jeff a good next trip on the scene, <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Label. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow our Instagram at the Blue Journal for your daily dose of self love.